how y'all doing? <clears throat> so it's a great day, even though there's problems. I've had problems since <laughs> I woke up this morning. That's two days in a row, continuous problems. But problems are gonna make me quit. I'm gonna keep on going. What else is there? I mean, uh, well, okay, there is something else you can do. You can go back in the world and go back into all your sin. You can go back into living and loving your life the way it was before you received Jesus. But why do that? I mean, seriously, think about that. You clicked on this video for a reason. And so don't do that. Just stop for a second. If you're having that kind of problems, that problems are trying to force you to go back into going to the bar and getting drunk tonight or this afternoon, maybe, you know, whatever. Um, just stop for a second and just sit down. Maybe make yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and just sit down at the kitchen camp table and just uh, think about it for a minute. And, uh, watch this video. <laughs> Maybe you'll stop uh, complaining or griping. Uh, sorry about this uh, thing up here. It's uh, part of my new uh, <laughs> microphone. It's hanging into the camera there. Couldn't get it out of the film, so that's all right. <clears throat> so I've been going since about 4.15 this morning. I woke up early. Couldn't fall back to sleep. And uh, pray. Lord, I thank you that I can keep going and uh, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, uh, loving you, serving you, being faithful to the end, enduring till that last day. And uh, it's not because of something I'm able to do because I'm not able to do it at all, period. <laughs> I haven't got what it takes, Lord. Uh, but by the Spirit of God, uh, the Spirit of God can give me the strength I need to get the job done to and the job is to finish my course here on this planet uh, I started in the beginning of the heat of the day and I've worked all day long I know a lot of people have not even called to work yet uh, they haven't even received Christ yet uh, but when they do receive Christ it'll probably be later in their life and uh, you call them out then and it, they only may work for an hour or two uh, for you and here many of us have worked for decades, our whole life, and uh, we know what the story is, and we all get paid the same. We all get re eternal life. We get Jesus Christ, and I understand also that uh, the works that we do do will be tested by fire, be tried by fire, and that the uh, uh, what remains after the fire is tried our work, uh, will be rewarded for. And um, part of the job I'm trying to do, Holy Spirit, is to get others to... Uh, Stop doing the wood, hay, and the stubble that will be burned up. It looks pretty, it looks nice, but the gold and the silver and precious stones is really what I want people to do. And, uh, but it's their choice, not mine. I can just constantly exhort them to do that. So uh, we give you this message in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. All right, so we're in our Sunday prayer letter. Uh, have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you received the Holy Ghost? since you believe. Now I know a lot of you guys didn't uh, attend the class today. I do a class from Monday through Friday, uh, 7 to 8 a.m. We just finished class 27 of 65. And the Lord's talking to me about doing 
the whole year of classes, not just book one, book two, three, and four, 65 classes per book. And uh, I'm still waiting upon the Lord with that to see if I have enough strength to, I'm counting the cost. That's what, that's what the Bible says. Before you just say, yes, I'll go do it. You've got to count the cost, especially if there's a weighty matter involved that's coming. And that is, you know, uh, once you commit, uh, you can't stop. Because then the people laugh at you. They do all kinds, you know, I mean, I can't quit. I, I got to keep going to the last day. And that's not because of people. It's because of the scriptures that I've read. I don't want those scriptures to be fulfilled. Now, maybe somebody else does, but not me. I've met in the last five years, four and a half years of being on the street here as a street preacher with a banner. Uh, I used to do other things. Uh, I've met probably a half a dozen uh, people, men mostly, who have said, oh, I used to do that. I used to preach here and I used to preach there. And they give me all this stories. You know, back in the 70s, I preached on the street. You know, back in the 80s, I preached, you know, well, let's come out here. Oh, I don't do that anymore. Every one of them said, oh, I don't do that anymore. Oh, well, I have people here in Boulder that say, oh, I don't do that anymore. That's life. That, that's just life as it is. So when you find people like me, I tell you, I would strongly, strongly urge you to think about it for a moment. Do you want to hang around the people that says, oh, I don't do that anymore? That's your friends? I don't do that anymore? Or do you want to hang around somebody who is doing it six days a week and has been for a very long time and still doing it and doesn't show any signs of quitting <laughs> or slowing up? Actually, he's speeding up. <laughs> he's speeding up. Who do you want to hang around? Well, if you hang around the guy who's working, you're probably going to be tested. You're going to feel uncomfortable around him because his talk, his mannerisms is going to convict you if you're not doing anything. Now, if you're doing something, it'll fire you up. It'll keep you going. I hang around some of the street preachers who, who are doing it, who are working every weekend. I mean, they have their full-time jobs, and then they work on the weekends for the Lord and sometimes at night for the Lord after they get off work. You know, they fire me up. They don't convict. Their work habits don't uh, bother me at all. <laughs> I, I get excited about it because I'm already working. But those who are not working, it makes them so uncomfortable. They don't want to follow you. They want to hang around the people. Oh, I used to do that because that's easy to do. That's easy to hang around those guys. Oh, I used to do that. Oh, I used to go to church. I don't go to church anymore. Oh, I used to read the Bible. I don't do that anymore. You're going to hang around that. That's, that's a big problem. That's why I tell people to pull away from people for a minute. Get away alone with God and just talk to God for a minute. Ask Him, uh, what is it that uh, I really need to be doing in my life, Lord? Because I think I'm really messing up and I want to fix it. But I can't fix it on my own. There's nothing that I can do to fix it. I have to have you fix it for me. Uh, you have to help me fix it or however, you know, whatever you want to say there. And that's what you do, you know? And Because if you just keep doing what you're doing now and you're not doing anything, tomorrow will be the same thing as today. Yeah. And next month, this is a brand new month of October. So if you keep doing what you're doing today, nothing, 
uh, then that means, and, and you do it all month long, that means probably in November you're not going to do anything either. And then in December you won't do anything. Then you look back through the whole year for your New Year's resolution. says, well, I'm going to go to work for the Lord this year, 2024. I'm going to do something for God. And then you'll go do something for a day or two, a week. <laughs> and then somebody will say boo at you and you'll get all scared. Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. And you'll go run off with the people who don't do that anymore. You know, of the 640 people who have subscribed to this channel, maybe 10% are still watching, are still around. 10%. I'm guessing. It's hard to see the numbers, you know. But uh, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who check me out. That's fine. And out of those hundreds and hundreds of people, I pick up one or two who want to be with me for a day <laughs> and they find well I don't like that guy he's too hard he doesn't have any joy of the Lord he's wants to me to go out and work I don't I don't I don't do homework for God I don't read the Bible like that I don't study like that I don't pray like that I don't do things like that anymore <laughs> oh well <laughs> oh well <laughs> title of Sunday Prayer Letters, Have You Received the Holy Ghost? In Acts 19, verse 2. We're in the theme for this year of signs, wonders, miracles. Praise, worship. Praise God. We've seen signs, we've seen wonders, we've seen miracles this year. No question about that. And we've seen praise and we've seen worship one time so far this year. One time, last Wednesday. That was the only time that I've seen it. Will it happen again? <laughs> I'm hoping it'll happen again, but I can't control that. That's kind of God's deal. And uh, I, I guess, I mean, I can maybe call somebody up and hire them, but that's not what God wants me to do. I know some churches do that, but um, we're not gonna do that. If God doesn't want to bring that, then that's fine. We'll wait for the one he's gonna bring. And uh, we've had people who audition, who've come over, but they're not there anymore. Maybe last Wednesday will be the one-time deal. That's what I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a one-time deal. Yeah, one time, and then because I invited them to come today. Oh, no, I can't come today. I can't come. You know, another excuse. You know, i got to see my friend. Oh, okay, well, see, go see your friend. You see, it's just people do things one time for God. That's kind of like, <laughs> and that's how they see God. Well, God saved me one time, that's it, no more. And they go off back into the world. God saved me back in the world. Oh, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> you see, these are things just to not judge me, not critique me, but to stop and think about what I'm saying. Because either you think I'm lying to you or I'm telling the truth. Either one, it can't be the middle, it's not, it's not there's no gray area. It's either lying, lying, or telling the truth. Telling a lie or telling the truth. That's it. You know? And so, uh, if you're living the truth and you're working hard for the Lord, think about people in your life. Quit, don't think about yourself. Think about people in your life. You know? Uh, maybe uh, you can exhort them somehow, edify them somehow, or give them some comfort. And... Uh, Take them along with you. You know, I don't know. 
Give them a task to do, simple task. It's one of the beauties of our uh, true study classes that we're doing. I mean, it's, it's something to get people fired up. And I understand a lot of people can't attend, but uh, you know, a lot of people are looking for something and they can't find it. That's, that's generally what happens. They're looking for something, they can't find it. They're looking for something, they can't find it. And so, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm looking for souls and I'm gonna find souls because the Bible says, knock and it'll be open, ask and it'll be given, and seek and you'll find. So I'm doing those things, you know, so I'm finding what I'm looking for, okay? So this is Tuesday, so part three on Tuesday. We have seven parts in our Sunday prayer letter. Acts 19, verses 11 and 12. I'm gonna go back up and read a few more before that, and I'm gonna to attempt to go down to 12. Been struggling on Monday and Sunday and Monday to get this read. So uh, let's go back up to verse, uh, the end of verse one. It says, uh, finding certain disciples, disciples, disciples of Jesus Christ. And you gotta get that in your mind. I want you to be able to really understand that we're, what we're talking about. These are people who believe in Jesus. They're disciples of Christ. Now, could they be disciples of John the Baptist? Well, what did John the Baptist teach? He taught them about Jesus. He taught them about uh, uh, repenting. He talked about baptism. I mean, he talked about God, you know. Uh, he was a prophet. So what do prophets do? They speak the word of God to the people. Everything that John preached is not in the Bible. Only small pieces to give you an idea of what his message was, and an idea of what he looked like physically, and an idea of his calling on his life, and what he was attempting to do, and what he did do. He actually finished that work. Jesus actually said that John the Baptist, he was an Old Testament prophet, but Jesus says he was the greatest of all the prophets. How about that? But we kind of look at some of the writings of uh, different preachers and ministers who have done a lot of research, and the predominant number is that John Baptist's ministry was only about six months long. It's kind of what we're determining. It might be a little longer, but it wasn't three or four or five or 10 years. It wasn't 50 years like mine. It was just a very short while. And then he ended and they, they killed him, cut his head off. And they cut his head off because of lust, sexual, physical lust. That's, how, that's what killed him. The lust of somebody killed John the Baptist because John the Baptist said to him, can't be doing that, man, can't be doing that. Even though the guy liked John, he can't be doing that. Because lust comes from the devil, Satan. But John's ministry was done, so that's what happened there. Anyway, certain disciples, get that in mind, certain disciples. Uh, he said unto them, these disciples, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? See, that's another thing, believed. When you see disciple, when you see the word believe, we can determine by scripture and in context that these were people disciples of Christ. 
they believed on Jesus Christ. So they were saved. That's what we can determine from this. They, they, since you believed, right? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So since that believing, that received Christ, since then, since your born again experience, and then your born again experience, so what people tell me is that when I was born again, I was baptized with the Holy Ghost. See, that's not true. That's their feeling, and maybe that's the church that they're involved with, and that's what their church teaches. And since most people don't read the Bible, they really don't know what the Bible says about that. But there is another baptism after the baptism of John. There's another one, right? And actually, the way I read in Scripture, without interpreting, just reading it, because understand what the word baptism means. What does baptism mean? Does it mean uh, spitting on somebody? Does it mean going with a bit of water? Does it mean a little sprinkling? Does it mean a, a glass of water poured over your head? Does it mean putting your feet in the bathtub? What does it mean? You know, How do you wash a pot after you've cooked your soup on the stove and you made a mess of your stove and the mess of your sink and your countertop? Because <laughs> I cut up a bunch of vegetables this morning, made a mess of everything. And uh, so what do you do with the pot? You just uh, spit on it? You just pour a glass of water in it and stick it in the cupboard? No, you immerse it in water. You put it under the water with the soap and the water and you wash it in the water. It's called baptizing the pot that I cook my soup in. <laughs> That's baptism, totally inside. So. The first baptism, then, is when you receive Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit takes you, your old man, and fills you and puts you inside the family of God. You're once in the other family, the family of Satan, Father, God of this world. He takes you out of that family, and you are born again. And the born-again words, the baby inside a mother's womb, is inside of water inside water or fluid, you know, embryonic fluid. And uh, uh, it's not just, it's, it doesn't have its head above the, it's not half, it, her, the mom's womb is not half full of liquid and the baby's trying to keep his head above water. That's not happening. The baby lives in the water, in the water. Lives in the water, right? Lives inside of this embryonic fluid for all those months, nine months. That's until that's being born. And so all the water comes out, the baby comes out. Okay, so now you're born. You're born in water, the baby's wet. I've delivered two of my children. They were wet when they came out. Soaking wet, the hair was wet, they were wet. We had to dry them off. <laughs> you know, we had to dry them off. You know, because they were born in water, with water. They have water in their body and they're born in water. So born again means a total inside of the water. So born again means the same thing, but the water is the water of the spirit, spirit. So he takes your body and he puts you inside the water, the spirit, and you're born again, born again, okay? Now say you come out of your mom's womb. Now, uh, do you ever take a shower again? Do you ever take a bath again? Yeah. So you can say you're gonna baptize yourself again. Why do you have to be baptized again when you're already born in water? I was already born in water by a Christian mom, let's say. You know, my mom was a Christian when she had me. 
And then she turned her back on Christ for most of all of her life till the end. And so that's why we, it's a symbol of being born again. When you go to church, you get baptized in water. You know, you died to the old self, you got your new self. I've talked about that many times, right? Baptism is really important. Jesus told us to do that. That's why everyone gets baptized. But then here, Paul is saying something extra, something more, something more. Jesus said, I've come to give life, and, but life more abundantly. More, see, there's more after the life, all right? I, I'm trying to really get you to think about this because this is a very, very controversial, divisional-type doctrine. It separates a lot of the body of Christ. I talked about that in class. Talked about that in class this morning. So it says here, certain Sabbaths, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now what was their answer? Let let's see what their answer was. And they said unto him, Paul, they said unto Paul, we have not so much as heard. We have not even heard whether there be any such thing as a what? What would you call it? A holy what? A holy ghost? Mean a holy, like a spirit? Like a, uh, like, what is that? What is a holy ghost? I get that out here. One of my banners says to uh, be filled with the Holy Ghost. My next year's banner, you're gonna have something similar. I love it because a lot of people comment on Holy Ghost. When I first saw Holy Ghost, uh, what, what did I, oh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I heard the word Holy Ghost back in the Catholic Church, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I, my first thought when I was a kid, little kid, uh, I, because we watched cartoons every Saturday morning, like most American kids did, who weren't born again, who weren't saved, and parents were living for the devil, uh, we watched cartoons. And so one of the cartoons we watch is Casper the Ghost. <laughs> Casper the Ghost, C-A-S-P-E-R, Casper the Ghost. Real friendly little white ghost, and he was, you know, can't really remember now, but Casper. So that's my first thought. I've had that on the street. Holy ghost, you mean Casper the ghost? <laughs> I love it, man. Gives me a chance to talk to people. I'm not offended. I'm excited. It's in the Bible. I open my Bible and I show, oh, well, how about that? And there's other reasons why God uses the word G H O S T. And there's also a reason why Satan took that word out of all the other Bibles. Every other Bible from uh, this one, after this one, uh, all took that out. But all before that had it in. <laughs> You'd be surprised what Satan is doing with the Bible. Do you know one of the most popular Bibles of all time, outside of, uh, well, not all time, probably the third most popular Bible in recent times. Uh, they, on the front cover, front cover here, this is the front cover, uh, it had 666. And people ate it up. They thought, oh man, this is really good. Love this Bible, 666. And if you go back into it, they'll see where they took out a lot of things, and you'll see 666 all throughout the text. But people love it. They sing songs from it, totally oblivious what's going on, and they'll fight you for it. They'll literally cuss you out. <laughs> How about that, Christian? <laughs> if, you, if you push too hard 
you don't push very much, they won't crush you out. But if you push a little harder, then they'll get mad at you and curse you out. Because that's my Bible. All right, all right. I've had that. It's the way it is. If you receive the Holy Ghost, since you believe, we have not, and they said unto him, we have not so much as heard as whether there be any Holy Ghost. Verse 3. And he said unto them, <laughs> he said, okay, I got it. <laughs> he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? Like, duh, everybody's getting baptized into the name of Jesus Christ, and we're laying hands on them, and they're being filled with the Holy Ghost, and they can speak in tongues, they can prophesy, do all the works of the ministry with power and authority. So what have you been baptized under? Oh, well, we've been baptized with John's baptism. John's baptism. Oh, John's baptism. Well, that was a while ago. You're still believing that? <laughs> and then Paul might have talked about what John said, because that's what he kind of brought up here. See? John's baptism. Well, uh, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. Baptism of repentance. All right? Very important to understand that. And uh, there's a whole story there. Baptism of repentance, saying to them, the people that they should, be, they should believe on him. This is John the Baptist speaking here. They should believe on him. Who's him? That's Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, takes away the sin of the world. Him, which should come after him. After him, John the Baptist. That is on Christ Jesus. That on Christ Jesus. So yeah, John the Baptist said, stop believing in me. I'm leaving. I'm, not, I'm just here temporarily to prepare the way, to get you ready. And then you believe on Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of mankind. And you put your faith and trust in Him. And you get baptized in Jesus, the name of Jesus. Because I'm just getting people ready. That's what John says. I'm just getting people ready. But many of John's disciples, uh, people who followed John before Jesus, many of them did follow Jesus. And, but there are some that didn't. Why is that? Maybe they didn't repent, because if they truly did repent, they would have followed Jesus. However, if they were just hanging around, because it was cool to hang around at that time, I guess, uh, they would just say, oh yeah, I got, you know, it was just a show for them. Maybe uh, there was a big following John the Baptist had, and, uh, and, and uh, maybe they just enjoyed uh, making their face known. Yeah, I, I hang out with John Baptist. I'm one of the crew. <laughs> That's what they could say. They do that in church. You know, I've done that myself. You know, hang around the praise and worship team and pretend like I'm working on the backstage and stuff and trying to do things on the back, in the back curtain, away from the audience, trying to, you know, get microphones set up and the chords and all the amps and everything. Try, you, know, the, you know, all the stuff set up uh, behind the curtain, let's say, or off to one side, depending on where I was at. But I really wasn't a part of the praise and worship team. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed hanging out because I really wanted, I love praise and worship. I love being a part of that uh, ministry. That's what my, one of my ministries that I did. I was on the praise and worship team. They're at uh, Friends Church in uh, Hayden Lake, Idaho, and at Bethel Church when we brought out the flags in 95, 96, 97, 98, you know. And then I came to Boulder, and that ended that. That was great. I loved it. I love praise and worship. I'm really involved in the worship. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so I pretended like I was one of the worship guys, even though I wasn't. 
But I was praying and I was trying to do something to help out. That's what I was doing. Maybe there's some guys who were with John the Baptist, but were really uh, just there to, for a show. I don't know that, I don't know that. It's interesting to think about though, right? Uh, you were baptized, John the Baptist, that John verily baptized with the baptist repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, uh, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus, Christ being Messiah, Jesus being Savior. Messiah the Savior okay verse 5 when they heard this now get that when they when they heard this no so that tells me a lot about these disciples who believe a lot because a lot of people you'll preach to them but they don't hear what you're saying guaranteed they don't hear a word you're saying they have shut you down they hear the noise coming out of your mouth, but they don't hear the words coming out of your mouth. They just hear the noise. It's just noise to them. And in some churches, people like myself are called babblers. Yeah, that's, they use the King James word of babbler. They, now they're misusing that word babble, but they think it's funny to use that word to people who speak in tongues. Oh, they're a babbler. See, it's a put down. They're not, they're not edifying the body of Christ. They're tearing it down. They're ridiculing the body of Christ. It's a, oh, they're a babbler. That's a misuse of that word. It's unscriptural to use the word the way that they're using it. But I've been told that many, 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 many times. Because I've been filled with the Holy Ghost for a long, long time. And I've been ministering a long, long time. So I've had an opportunity. See, a lot of people don't have opportunity because they're not doing anything. But I'm a, I have opportunity here today. Five hours of opportunity, 11 o'clock to four o'clock. I have opportunity. I had opportunity yesterday, I had opportunity on Sunday. I'll have opportunity tomorrow. I'll have opportunity to be ridiculed again. And I'm even on camera at early in the morning when I'm just waking up. People are seeing me on the camera, you know? So there's more opportunity for ridicule. Then on the videos, they get more opportunity to ridicule me. Well, does it matter to me? Doesn't matter to me at all, I don't care. I got the armor of God on, I got the Lord Jesus Christ, and I've got the armor of light on. Amen? Oh, it's kind of windy, so the audio might be off a little bit. Coming up on winter here, things are changing, seasons changing. This is October, normally it snows, it's about the third week of October it snows. Our first snowfall is in October. So it feels like it's not too far away <laughs> to me. All right, so uh, baptism, uh, believe on Christ Jesus. Uh, when they heard this, right, they heard that they had ears to hear, right? They had ears to hear. They didn't stop their ears. There was a lot of Jewish people who stopped their ears to Jesus. And they can't save them. They die in their sin. Now, I, don't, I don't know what God's going to do with this, his people. That is a mystery to me still. And I don't need to have somebody tell me what they think it means because I can't find it in the Bible. Unless you have a Bible verse, then I'll read the Bible verse. But people always give me their opinion. <laughs> I'm sick of opinions. Because <laughs> most of them, if not all of them, are wrong. <laughs> I want Bible verses. Alright? So they heard this. They were baptized in the name of what? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Right? 
So I've had many, many people of certain denominations say, if you do it this way, you're doing it wrong. If you do it the way the New Testament teaches outside of the four Gospels, the way Jesus taught, you're doing it wrong. I said, well, thank you very much. Have a good day. That's what I tell people. I said, well, thank you very much. So you have to do it the way Jesus taught, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Really? What's his name? Jesus. <laughs> well, what's his name? Those are all titles. What's the name of, of all that? Jesus. <laughs> How about that? You know, people hate me on that too. That, that's another point of ridicule. You know, everlasting Father. Who's the everlasting Father? Right? Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's all right. People are, they're so steeped in wrong knowledge and they'll defend it because it feels good to them. That's why the Trinity Doctrine was written to help people feel good. It's called tickling your ears. That's all right, all right. I mean, maybe God will do something with that. He'll bring preachers like me who'll stir the pot. Who don't matter, don't mean, don't uh, care if people get mad at them. Just keep on trucking, man, that's all I do. I'll be trucking tomorrow, man. I mean, this is trucking to me. That's what it feels like. It feels like I'm trucking. Getting up early in the morning when it's still dark, praying in the dark, and uh, preaching till dark, going to sleep in the dark. You know, hallelujah, right? See, most people are tuned off right now. People watch the video, 78 minutes, nine minutes max, and then they click off. I know what he's all about. That's why I do a little bit of uh, exhortation in the beginning, because I know most people won't listen to the message, to the Word of God. They want to just check me out. All right, well, praise God. And if you're still here and you're not subscribed, why don't you subscribe to the channel, man? You know, why not? You know, help the channel out. Uh, why don't you like the video? If you think you for this far, you missed like something of it. And uh, uh, make a comment. Put a comment in there. I, you know, not some ridicule like this morning. Somebody put some nasty stuff in there. And, uh, but I have to okay every comment. It just doesn't automatically go to the front side. All right. All right. Baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized in the name of everybody from, from once Jesus left, from that next baptism, from there on, all the way to the end, everyone was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You're baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus because there's no other name above no other name we call upon anyway that's another strong i could talk on that very much longer they are baptized in the name of the lord and then number six and when paul had laid his hands on them so when people are baptized in the name of lord jesus well we've done many times in our church uh if they're they're saved you don't get baptized you don't baptize somebody if they're not born again uh, there's a lot of people uh i've heard uh, church pastors who are baptizing people and they're not even born again I tell you, that is wrong, wrong, wrong. You're really doing them a disservice. Doing them a big disservice for doing that. So you get born again, they receive Jesus Christ, their Savior. You're baptized in water. When they come out of the water, they come out, they dry off. We can lay hands on them. After, after they dry, put some clean, dry clothes on. And uh, we lay hands on them to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And then they start praying in tongues, they start worshiping, they fall down, they worship, they cry, they do all kinds of funny things. It depends on what Holy Ghost wants them going on. Sometimes people just pass out and they look like they're dead. Wow, are they okay? Yeah, they're okay. You know, so we cover them up so that it looks, you know, orderly. 
and uh, respectful because men and women fall down. They just, they're, they fall down. That's another thing that people ridicule. Oh, they, <laughs> people fall down here in the Bible. <laughs> people fall down in the Bible. How do they fall down? I, I guess the spirit overcomes them. <laughs> you know, that they fall down. I've fallen down so many times, I lost count decades ago. You know, the interesting thing, when people fall down, they never hurt themselves. Of all the times I've seen people go, boom, they didn't even know they fell. <laughs> but we always usually try to have catchers behind them, you know. It's really a little funny, but uh, I love it. I'm been a catcher for a long, long time. I love catching people, you know. Because I'm praying for them as I'm behind them. But I'm to myself, real quietly, so nobody can hear about it. Because I want the minister to, let, you know, touch them, lay hands on them, you know. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's a great time, great time. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord. It'll change your life. When Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues. Oh, no. What happened there? Oh no, they got baptized, laid hands on, they got full of the Holy Ghost, they got to speak in tongues. Oh, what happened there? They're not supposed to do that. That's from the devil. <laughs> so many people know me out here. They see me doing these videos, like I do these for almost an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, on all these different, I'm in 28 different locations in Boulder. And this is, I'm in my fifth year now of doing this. And uh, so people see me all over. And you know, they know, well, he's, you know, he's doing this video, whatever he does. <laughs> Nobody knows what I do. But uh, I preach on this, and then I lift my banner, I preach out here, you know? Preach on camera, then I preach out here on the street. But I do it differently than other street preachers do it. All right. All right, so now they're speaking in tongues. Oh my goodness, speaking in tongues. They have a devil. They have a devil. That's what, that's what Baptists say. Oh, he's got a devil. We got to cast that devil out of him. Little do they know that devil is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh man, I just think it's funny. I funny, 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 funny. You know, I wanted to be a Baptist so much. I wanted to join the Spokane Valley Baptist Church out in Spokane Valley, Washington. Uh, my wife lived out there and we were looking for a church home. Our son was gonna be born here shortly and we wanted to have a church home. We were born, in, we were married in the Church of the Nazarene and uh, we uh, wanted to have a church home to raise our family in, but we didn't know what the Lord wanted. So we went to the uh, Baptist Church, the Spokane Valley, beautiful building, Beautiful people, uh, nice, it was wonderful, carpet on the floor, uh, padded pews, uh, everybody was nice and clean and neat, everybody was smiling and happy. And so we went there and we filled out the registration card. And so the, at that time, uh, pastors, Baptist pastors were, and their assistant were doing home visits to new people who visited their church. And so they made appointment with us and so they came over to my wife and I's apartment there in Spokane Valley, Washington. And uh, they talked to us and they were very nice, very cordial, very polite, uh, just wonderful men of God to me. And uh, we were searching for a church home. And then all of a sudden, uh, something inside of me said, take them into your bedroom and have them read what's on the walls of your bedroom. 
I thought, whoa. Yeah, we're sitting in the living room. <laughs> Take him into our private bed, our master bedroom, and read what's on the wall. So what's on the wall? Before I do that, I'll show you. So what my wife and I did for, for when we were seeking the Lord, man, I mean, we were earnestly hungry for the Lord. We got this, so we went down to the butcher shop. I've told this story many times, but we went down to the butcher shop and we got uh, some of the uh, small, you know, they were, they were gonna throw these butcher paper away. You know, it was about three feet, you know, about three feet wide or thereabouts, a white butcher paper. Uh, and it was like in a big roll. And so we got one of those from the butcher shop. He was really nice to us. Told him what we were gonna do. Oh yeah, here, <laughs> he gave us an old roll of paper. He took off the roll. And so we got these great big colorful markers and we would find scriptures that uh, about the Holy Ghost, about healing, about casting out devils and things like that. We were, and we wrote from the ceiling on this butcher paper, we tape it up, tack it up on the wall from the ceiling all the way to the floor. And we have, I mean, big block letters of scriptures and we write all the scriptures. We had it all over our bedroom <laughs> and uh, we would, We'd stand in front of it and read the deck. We would read the scriptures, all right? Casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, being healed, all kinds of stuff, you know, going out in the world, preaching the gospel, because we wanted to preach the word of God. And, you know, and I've already been preaching. That's how my wife got saved. You know, she had been introduced to Jesus, but it was kind of like me finally brought the, the, you know, kind of brought her into the family of God and got her filled with the Holy Ghost, and she started praying in tongues, and uh, she started serving the Lord with me. And so we brought them into the bedroom, like he said, bring them into the bedroom, have them read what's on the, on the wall. Yes, sir. That's the Holy Ghost doing that to me. Because the Holy Ghost did not want us in the Baptist church. Now, why? I don't know why. I had no clue. I didn't know the future. And so I, I went, I took them, into the, took them into our bedroom, both of them. And they had that one, and the Holy Spirit wanted me to read one particular, they looked around and go, whoa. I mean, kind of, their eyes got really big when they walked into our bedroom. It's a pretty good sized bedroom. But all on the walls are hanging these posters about, I don't know, about a foot apart, you know, all the way around. <laughs> it's really cool. I love it. <laughs> and um, I have something similar. I have crosses hanging on my wall. Big crosses, five foot, six foot crosses on my wall in my house. <laughs> Flips people out when they come into my home. Wow, what's that on the wall? That's my cross. You say, pick up your cross. That's my cross. <laughs> that's the cross of Jesus. That's my cross. He said, pick up your cross. Okay, that's my cross. You know? if, I, if you wanted me to, call it, to carry it to the street, I'd carry it to the street. I used to carry a cross on this banner. I had you know, a big old cross, probably two feet, foot and a half tall. I used to hang it on my pole here. I have a banner here and I had this big old cross hanging below the banner here a couple, two, three years ago. <laughs> it was really great. Somebody gave it to me. I used to put it on your, and then I used to have crosses hanging from my, from my pant leg here. That was another cool thing. Anyways, things go on. Anyways, uh, so they came into the bedroom and they read all of this. And it was, uh, and they, and I think it was Mark 16, 15 through 20. I'm pretty sure that's what it was because that's what the Lord's been using in my life since I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, and uh, what does it say here? Well, let me read this. So for you guys who don't remember what it says, uh, Mark 16. And I think it's really interesting that the devil's telling everybody that, oh, that, that's not in the oldest and best and most exact manuscripts, that some man added it into the King James and every other Bible all the way back to Antioch, it was added. It's a lie, but people believe a lie. Mark 16, 
15. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, the Jesus Christ, they shall cast out devils. Shall they cast out devils? And they read this out loud. When they were reading that sign, they read it out loud. <laughs> I had them read it out loud. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues, not other tongues, new tongue, never been done before. Verse 18, they shall take up serpents, those are devils, not reptiles. And if they drink any deadly thing, that's from Satan, it shall not hurt them, that's from Satan. They shall lay hands on the sick, that's from Satan, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to him, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them with signs of working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And they said, well, we don't, and the church pastor of Spokane Valley Assembly of God, no, Spokane Valley Baptist Church, Spokane Valley Baptist Church on the main highway there, old highway. Don't even know if it's still around, probably is. We don't believe any of that. My wife and I look at each other kind of startled. We don't believe any of that. We don't preach that. We don't teach that. We don't believe that. All that is what they said. This is the pastor of this massive mega Baptist church in Spokane Valley. Big church. Thousands of people go there. Thousands and thousands of people go there at that time. All that ended with the last apostle. That's what they said. I didn't know, and I, that was, so that was it. We didn't go to Baptist from that point forward. We didn't know that in about, uh, uh, let's see, Johnny was one, uh, one, two, in about three more years or three and a half years, something like that, that our daughter would be born. We had our son, we had our daughter born. And uh, that if it wasn't for the power of Jesus Christ, my wife would have died in giving childbirth. That's how women, women die in giving birth to the child. Because of the complications that were, arose and the problems that my wife had that nobody knew about, that she kept secret, and uh, it caused problems. And she could have died. And uh, we had a miracle take place at the astonishment of the two doctors and all the nurses. It was astonishing, absolutely breathtaking astonishment happen in that birthing room but if I was a Spokane Valley Baptist member fully dedicated to the Baptist teaching my wife would have died I no question about that I'll stand before Jesus and confess that I am totally fully hundred percent convinced because of the situation so that's why I am so hard on people who reject the Holy Ghost. My wife is still alive, doing just fine. Just fine, so is my son, so is my daughter, both my other son, other two children are in heaven. They're probably doing just fine too. I'll see them when I get there. I have two in heaven. Three here on earth. And that's why I'm so hard. 
people who do not and do not want to believe this have already stopped their ears and are not listening to me right now. They've already stopped their, they're not hearing. These disciples said, I, and they heard, says right there, uh, when they heard this, when they heard this, they didn't stop their ears. There's a lot of Jewish people, a lot of people who stopped their ears. They plugged their ears up. They stopped the hearing of their ears because they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. Do you want to hear it? Or do you not want to hear it? It's up to you, truly. I don't see you, you're looking at me, but I can't see you. I can see, I can see the camera lens, and I know I'm looking right at you. In fact, see, I can see you right there, sort of, not really. Can you see me? Yeah, you can see me just fine. But I can't see you. You may be sticking your finger up in my face. That's what they do out here on the street. They get the camera up there, they stick their finger up, and they say blah, 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 you know, some nasty thing with me on their camera with the finger in my face. That's what they do out here. They don't do that to you, church pastor. They don't do that in church, but they do it out here at least once a month, it seems like, especially when I go down to Denver. That happens a lot down there, and occasionally here and other cities too. Pretty hard, I know I'm a pretty hard guy. And I know a lot of people just refuse it. That's what blows me away. I love Jesus and I'm gonna preach Jesus, but I don't want anything else but Jesus. Are, are you gonna take heaven? Huh. That's because sometimes I wanna think that, well, okay, you're preaching Jesus, do you want heaven? Uh, yeah, I want heaven too. Uh, do, you want, uh, do you want the blessings of God? Yeah, I want the blessings of God. Do you want the promises of God? Yeah, I want the, so you want everything, but not if you don't, I mean, uh, you. Uh, it's like, a, I want this promise, I want that promise, I want that blessing, and I don't want those blessings, and I don't want that promise or that promise. I mean, can you really honestly believe that, that you can pick and choose the blessings of God? It's just, that's how people, that's why, Preachers are out here on the street and preachers in churches and preachers all over. You know, they're preaching to get people saved, but they're doing things and the people who preach salvation can't understand why they don't repent. Well, I can't understand why you don't receive the Holy Ghost. See, I mean, there's, you know, and why, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling too. Why don't I have a big church? Why don't I have a big ministry? I don't know. I've always been a one-man band, kind of like ministry. You know, I, I'm beloved. But I don't know, you know. Why don't I live in some big, beautiful home and big, beautiful family and a big, beautiful... I don't know, you know. Problems, I guess. Problems overcame me, I, then I've overcome them. But the problems did the damage. Problems damaged, and I couldn't fix the problem, and I just keep on going, you know. The reason I'm talking this way is because I love you. I, I, that's the only reason. I want the best for you. The best. The best that Jesus has, and that is everything. You want all of Jesus, not just pizza and bits and pieces of Jesus. That guy ran right through that red light, right in front of all those people walking across. Oh my goodness. 
let me get off this. Let me pray. Lord, I just thank you that uh, uh, I just bind the devil in this intersection. I pray the blood of Jesus Christ in this intersection, and I rebuke that devil out of this intersection. And Lord, I loose a ministering angel to bring safety. Safety is of the Lord to my intersection here. Safety is of the Lord. Safety, safety, safety. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, a good angel. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. A good angel. Twice I have had to fire an angel because they didn't do their job right. A lot of people don't believe that too. They're our fellow servants. They're serving us. We don't serve an angel. They're our fellow servants. They don't do the job. They're fired. Go back home. Lord, send me another one. That's happened twice in my life. You can live however you want to live. I want more. And I'm going to keep asking for more. And I'm never going to stop asking for more because Jesus said I can have more in the Bible. Jesus came to give life. I'm going to read it to you. A lot of people think I'm, oh, that's John's interpretation of it. I'm so sick of that word too. Oh, that's how John interprets it. That's your interpretation. That's what they say. Let's see what it says verbatim. It's all in red. Jesus said this. So you guys who don't want to read the apostle to Paul, uh, this is all red. So this is Jesus speaking. Uh, verse 10, John chapter 10. Uh, everybody loves the book of John because it's a love chapter. It's a love. You know, John was a disciple of love and all that kind of stuff. So this is a love. This is love. Love, 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 love. L-O-V-E. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus said, I am come, I am come, that they might have life, comma, and that they might have it more abundantly. How about that? It's right there in the Bible. And I didn't have to interpret it. I didn't have to tell you what it meant. It's right there, verbatim, just exactly what Jesus said. That's what this writing is all about. These are supposedly, these are the words that Jesus, actually all of it, so everything should be read, not just read here. Everything should be read. <laughs> That's how I see it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a joke, a little funny thing that got my attention. When I was in uh, Victory Christian Center ministry training, uh, Sharon Doherty was a pastor's wife, and she was talking about, uh, she was doing her teaching, and uh, she said, in my Bible, uh, when I got a new Bible, I was highlighting certain verses. And then I felt so convicted because I thought, well, every word of God is pure, and so she said, I underline, I highlighted every word in the Bible. <laughs> I thought to myself, wow. I mean, she was so dedicated to the Lord. She said, I highlighted every word as I was reading it. Every word in her Bible was highlighted. Not just here and there, but every word. She said, every word is the word of God. Why do I highlight one and not the other? Everything, just because I don't understand it. And she was hot on that topic, man, in that class. That was really great. I love her. She's still alive today. Billy Joe's passed on many years ago, early in life, late 50s. It's really sad. And uh, yeah, October, in fact, this is the month he passed away. And uh, in fact, it was uh, they were planning their daughter's, or husband's, daughter or, or son. I think it was a daughter's wedding. And uh, planning the wedding and woke up one day and two or three weeks later, or a week later, two or three days later, a week later, whatever it was, he was dead, gone.